teachers, I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. How are you today? I hope you're having a great day, whether you're cleaning your house, maybe you're driving somewhere, maybe you're driving to a student. I'm just so happy that you're taking a few minutes out of your day to hang out with me and maybe learn something that's going to help you have more success and fulfillment in your music teaching business. I feel so grateful that I get to coach literally hundreds of teachers around the world. The podcast is just a small part of that, and I love helping these teachers, including yourself, build thriving online studios. In fact, not only do I do this on the podcast, but I also coach teachers inside my exclusive membership program. The Teach Music Online membership is your roadmap to building a successful online studio. I would love, of course, (laughs) to invite you to join me when you're ready to really increase your income, even double your income, and get the coaching that you need to succeed. So head over to teachmusic.online forward slash membership to learn about it and see how it's helped so many other teachers have success. We would love to have you join us. Today's interview is featuring a teacher and app creator that I cannot wait to introduce you to. Grace Lee is a piano teacher and the founder of NoteQuest, which is an app focused on note reading and sight reading music. She is a lifelong educator, and she, Grace, aims to cultivate well-rounded musicians through foundations of technique, ear training, improvisation, and sight reading, while staying modern and relevant to today's students. In this interview with Grace, you'll hear about all of the ups and downs that come along with creating an effective app, an effective and fun app that truly is making an impact on students and teachers worldwide. Grace is such a delight and her story will make you want to find more ways to impact the world with music education. I absolutely loved getting to know her better and getting to know the behind the scenes of how she created such an incredible tool that you will likely want to start using now if you haven't already NoteQuest. Okay, let's dive right into my interview with Grace Lee. Welcome, Grace, to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I was really excited about today. I'd love to hear a little bit about some highlights of your teaching career. So those listening heard a lot about what you've experienced as far as all that you've taught with group piano and music appreciation and being on the faculty. You have done so much with and and such a variety of things. What have been some highlights for you that have gotten you to this point? I've definitely had a career with some twists and turns. Um, In my earlier career, I was lucky enough to teach at a couple of fantastic schools. As you mentioned, Uh, I, I also taught at an arts magnet school in Orange County and at a small local college. Each of these teaching, teaching situations, they stretched me a ton. And um, they, these are jobs where I really had to learn how to plan and to be thoughtful and organized. When you have 15 or 20 humans looking at you, there's really no margin for being unprepared. So, um, so they were really valuable experiences. But as much as I gained from the few years teaching at institutions, I say that my greatest highlights have been teaching privately one-on-one with students. Uh, once I became a mom, it's like I flipped a switch and I suddenly craved autonomy more. Uh, the ability to create my own schedule and my own business. 
and uh, even vacation. So most of all, I love the ability to cultivate these close relationships where I get to know the students on and off the bench. And so I would say that that's been, you know, my, I think my greatest highlights are these relationships. It's so different with one-on-one -on -one because we, we get to see these students sometimes for four, five plus years because they get to come to us for so long. And now with online teaching, teachers really get that because they can move and they don't have to start their studio over again. I know that was something that you mentioned that was kind of challenging was you've moved around quite a bit and you've had to start your studio over every time you've moved. Every time I've moved, I run into new challenges with a new environment, uh, not knowing very many people, and the kind of uh, connections I would make would often lead to new connections. But uh, that was definitely starting a new business and ending a business is something I'm very familiar with. <laughs> I think a lot of teachers can relate to that. And I all, I've also heard from so many teachers, myself included, that the difference with teaching at a school, which is really a fun experience, but you do have a boss and you do have a schedule that you're tied to and you do have to be somewhere every day and go to extra meetings and all these things that sometimes, you know, if we are entrepreneurs, we really like working for ourselves and having a little bit more control. And, you know, I think sometimes it can be this struggle with, I like to manage myself, but I also have to run my business and learn all of these important skills that business owners have to know do you have or what is what is something that you've learned as you have rebuilt your studio again and again from a business perspective from a business perspective i i feel like the most important thing is to get to know your community and get to know who you're serving and what the needs are and so that part of uh the research aspect of it has been pretty huge i think in uh getting familiar with a new area uh, because ultimately, you're there to serve your community and your students and your families. Exactly. I love that. Okay, so you have created some incredible products for teachers. NoteQuest is an amazing app that teachers can use with their students. Can you describe what it is that you've created for music teachers and students? In, in a nutshell or whatever you <laughs> want to share about NoteQuest, tell us a little bit more about why you created it and what it is. Okay, so uh, NoteQuest is a flashcard app that makes note reading and sight reading easy for both students and for teachers. Uh, it's used both in lessons, like, you know, when students need like a little brain break and do, you know, have a little different activity when the lesson starts to kind of drag sometimes. Uh, I hear that it's been such a great pick me up. And it's also a practice tool for student practice at home. So NoteQuest is divided into two main sections. Note class drills notes and intervals, and also with pitch recognition. So it hears you play. Uh, now we've just released a whole new section called Note Fit. It encourages daily sight reading fitness with levelized exercises and it has music excerpts that are built into the app. It's currently, I believe, the only standalone app to date that covers both note recognition and intervals, plus sight reading. Um, so the way we got started was, uh, the quick story is, a few years ago, our family had just relocated to the San Jose area AKA Silicon Valley, right? Um, for my husband's job. And so this plays into what we were sharing earlier about having moved several times. I started to build this small studio of students while getting you know, my own family and my kids settled into the area. Uh, but back to the point, here's a common story of many of us teachers. 
you know, I had a couple of transfer students new to my studio who really struggled with reading music. And I would uh, kind of just scratch my head about what do these students need? So I started using a couple of sight reading books um, that I had in my shelf already. And I had probably three stacks of different flashcard products. Uh, but when I would send them home with the students or we do it in the lesson, uh, I, I feel like we got mixed results. And, but it was also partially me as well. I was pretty inconsistent with teaching sight reading. So I'd always run out of time. And uh, when I'd run out of time at the lesson, sight reading would always take a hit. So then I started using apps, but frankly, I wasn't really satisfied, especially pedagogically speaking with the apps that I saw out there. So I think something in the Silicon Valley tech waters must have just gotten to my head uh, overnight. And I thought, you know, my ideal app doesn't seem to exist. So why don't I just make one? <laughs> um, so my husband who actually works in tech uh, thought I was a little crazy and probably in over my head. And actually I, I was, I would say, to be honest. Um, but anyhow, my passion for my passion project for NoteQuest, that this is how it began. Uh, which is now more than a passion project, I would say. I love, oh, it's it's so cool to hear that your passion project has turned into something that's real. And th that's something that so many of us dream of. You know, as teachers, we have th these ideas on how to solve a problem. But to actually go out and build an app, that is amazing. So congratulations. <laughs> How long has it been in the App Store? When did it, when was it released? So uh, they call it the MVP, which is called Minimum Viable Product. Uh, that was released in 2017. So that form of NoteQuest was uh, just the note recognition side. And it was actually not very pretty. It was just something to get it out there, just bare bones. And uh, wanted to kind of feel the public and see if there was a demand for something like this. And uh, despite some ups and downs, we, you know, we saw just enough interest to, to just kind of keep going. And through many, many iterations, uh, it's kind of built up to where we are today. <laughs> so tell us more about the results that you've seen with your own students with sight reading. I know your frustration or this pain point is something that I can relate to. There are so many students that come to me from another teacher who don't can't read their notes. They can't read their notes and they can't sight read worth anything. And I, you know, it's frustrating bringing someone onto your studio after they've taught or taken from someone else for three years who is at that level. But that's, that is just life. That's just a part of being a teacher. You have students come and go. So what kind of, what have you seen with using this app with your own studio? Yeah, so I... I've had so many students, probably like you, Carly, that would come in, their music is all marked up with F, G, A, C, A, B, you know, all over the music. And there's stickers all over their keyboards at home. And this, you know, teaching online has been very eye-opening because I, now I get a peek into seeing how, what their practice situations are at home and their instrument situations. And, you know, there, but it's also a plus because uh, when, you know, you're taken out from the ignorance of knowing what's going on at home and you can actually better, uh, you know, think of solutions for each student. And here's part of the challenge is that each student, um, it's not just simply a black and white issue of their poor sight readers or their level this or their level that, but each student has comes with their own set of, um, I, I think, uh, skill sets. Some, some are more 
um, oral oriented, some are more uh, feel and by touch, and they all learn so differently. So um, I, I kind of sought to, you know, create a product that would try to help cater to all the different senses. So, um, you know, one of the things that, um, that I've done and I've seen is that when we see students do it just consistently, um, I've seen a lot of progress. And um, for example, I actually just received, uh, I saw a post just this morning from a teacher saying that um, thanks to NoteQuest and NoteFit, which is the sight reading portion, um, she posted on Instagram that her students come in wanting to do sight reading for the first time. They're having a blast doing it. And, you know, is it like a super video gamey, you know, you know, moving, you know, quick moving app? No, it's not. But it's just, it's just simple and easy enough for people to use that they're able to do it daily. And I think that's been uh, the biggest plus is that consistency. I also think bringing technology into our lessons and into our curriculum is, it's a change. It's a shift for teachers, especially with the shift to online teaching. A lot of the teachers that I coach in my membership, you know, before COVID, they didn't even own a computer. They didn't even use apps on their yeah. smartphone. They didn't even use iPads. A lot of them have gone out and purchased an iPad. And so you know, that's one of the benefits to this pandemic as far as having a teaching career is it's it's kind of forced teachers into this technology. And what a great time to introduce them to this app, you know, and I'm always looking for apps that I can share with them, you know, a curated list because there's there are so many out there to choose yep. from, but ones that actually actually have results. But can you speak to that a little bit as far as bringing tech into lessons and how, how important that is? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think one thing that the pandemic has done is just absolutely highlight, first of all, it, it's revealed, it's been very revealing to uh, students and their sight reading skills or lack thereof. And so I think this actually created quite a bit of uh, light bulb moments in teachers going, ah, I've been working with this student for a year and yet, oh, this is where they're really at. And so I think it's awakened something in them. Uh, but also pandemic or not, th this is the kind of world that our students are living in. And this is what the world that they relate to. So I feel like as teachers, if we're going to be marketing as ourselves as modern piano teachers, um, I think it's important that you know we uh, have a way to relate with them. And so um, I think the use of apps is uh, just crucial for that now. Um, and, uh, you know, back to all these piano teachers that you were mentioning who have not used technology previously, um, and they've been kind of thrust into this new zone. Uh, I really feel for them, but I'm also, I, I applaud them because so many of them have taken huge shifts in the way they teach. And um, I've been really impressed with what I'm seeing out there. Oh, I could not agree more. I have been so impressed. I, I've had emails from teachers in their 60s, even their 70s, saying, I just finished your course and I'm emotional because I have changed so much or I'm now incorporating these things that you know only my children knew how to use. And now I have this better relationship with my son who came over and showed me how to use my new MacBook. You know, it's just, it's amazing that they're so open and willing to, to shift with with the changes. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I think, oh, oh I ahead. agree. I think teachers have really, um, you know, it's taken a lot of courage to take these new steps. And um, I, I really applaud them for, for that. 
I'd love to hear a little bit more about your digital flashcards. That's something I noticed on your website is something that teachers can actually purchase and have these visual flashcards that I'm assuming you share your screen with these flashcards with the student during a lesson. Can you tell us a little bit about what they are and how teachers can use them during online lessons? Sure, I, I think there's at least two different ways that teachers are able to integrate um, the, the digital, digital flashcards. Um, one of the ways is uh, uh, you know, through the app itself. So uh, students are able to you know, practice that during an online lesson. They would just be pulling up the app, assuming they've downloaded it, and they can play it with the supervision of the teacher watching. Um, so that's sort of the easy uh, way to do it. Um, there's also easy ways to integrate, and I'll be coming out with some content and material to help uh, provide tutorials for teachers who want to learn more how to do this. And um, I think you and I will work on some uh, fun solutions as well for that. Um, the other way is uh, NoteFit, the you know the sight reading portion. Um, we've just come out with new sight reading flashcards in PDF format. Because over the years, uh, I've received numerous requests on, when are you gonna release for Android? Can I get it for Android? Can I get it on my laptop? So now you can. So all of the flashcard material in NoteQuest, um, specifically NoteFit, is available in PDF format. So they can just do it um, as a screen share through Zoom or whatever platform they're using. So it's super easy. Oh, that's great. And I've been coaching teachers on this on a lot of them are using FaceTime or Facebook Messenger and they can't share their screen. So if you're listening, you need to make sure you're using Zoom or Rock Out Loud or Skype or Google Hangouts, something that has the screen share feature because the world is so open, or I should say the internet is so open to so many resources that they can instantly share on their screen, like sight reading, which the student can see and you can hear them and watch them doing it during a lesson. That's really Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. I, I think it's a must, honestly, having screen sharing functions during a lesson. So we're both entrepreneurs. We both know the ups and downs of creating a business and the, gosh, years of maybe trying something that doesn't work and shifting ideas and testing things and testing products. You know, what we see today is a refined product that you have worked so hard to create. And I just, from entrepreneur to entrepreneur, would love to hear what have been some of the challenges? You know, there might be teachers listening who have an idea for a book they want to write or maybe a digital something that they'd like to create. What if, What are some challenges or some things you've learned in this process? I think that's a great question. Um, this has definitely been uh, one of the biggest uh, challenges and projects I've ever tackled in my life. and uh, But it's also been probably the most rewarding. Um, I think the biggest challenges is probably doing it alone. Um, being a solo business owner, entrepreneur means that any progress you make is pretty much dependent on you. No one's telling you what to do or how to do it. So you have to just go out and kind of figure it out. Um, and so I've become uh, like a chief researcher, just uh, looking for information, also creating um, uh, ways to collaborate with other people. And I would say to overcome that challenge of doing it alone, um, getting collaboration or getting even feedback from people that you trust has been a must as well. And it's been crucial to any kind of um, upswings that I've experienced in, in my entrepreneurial career, I think. So working alone definitely has its advantages, but 
I think, you know, working with other people and feeding off of their energy, uh, I think that's been um, a real game changer for me in my own personal process. We could probably create a course for teachers together on taking an idea and making it come to life, right? <laughs> and I think you you touched on something that's so crucial is getting feedback. Um, for those who have an idea, you know, I would say to not doubt yourself or your abilities. Like like you said, you've done this yourself. And we there are so many tools available and groups and coaching to help teachers be creative. And validating an idea, you know, validating that it's needed, validating that your audience, you know, who it's for, those students and teachers, that it's something that actually will work in the long run can save you a lot of time and effort than versus just creating something for a year and then putting it out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I, I think that, um, you know, I have one hat in the app world where they're not even musicians and they all say the same thing. When you're creating an app product, uh, getting feedback is key. You, you present your product in front of other people and you see how they interact with it without really any instruction. And that is very telling to see, you know, if your product is working, is it viable? Is it easy to use? And so um, I think that's been one of my uh, greatest learning points. And uh, so honestly, I've faced self-doubt on many days, uh, lots of ups and downs. Um, I've experienced a ton of setbacks where I actually almost quit several times along the way. Um, it's just, it has, it's been a difficult process in many ways. And, uh, you know, I, I guess the thing that I can compare it to the most is, you know, maybe most of you don't have experience creating an app, but you know, like managing something like a massive home remodel where let's say they tear down the wall and they tear down another wall, you know, it always uncovers new problems. And so this is the same experience that I've been through as an app creator is once you create something and you're kind of semi-happy with it, then it un unleashes another set of issues uh, to kind of work through. So I think uh, becoming a masterful problem solver has definitely been part of the equation um, in getting through. And you know, grit definitely has something to do with it too. And a lot of days where you just feel kind of alone and you're, you know, feeling down about the progress. Um, I think sometimes all, all you need is just that kind of um, sense that, you know, it's going to be okay. And I'm just going to keep plugging through and I'm going to stay consistent. I'm going to stay in the game. And, um, and then sometimes wonderful things can happen. You know, I haven't mentioned this, but you also have two children and you have a, some students that you're working with and an app. How do you, what would be some, I guess, from your experience, how to balance your family, your passion for teaching and wanting to be a creator? Uh, that's also a really great question. Um, you know, of course, uh, I consider, you know, my family and my kids, you know, a top priority in my life. And so I, I definitely think about, uh, you know, trying to manage my time. And, you know, to be honest, it hasn't always been a great balance. Um, there, there were, um, especially during the pandemic, certain seasons where I, I had to just plug through and work really hard and, you know, I'll, you know, for example, feed the, feed the kids and, you know, we'll have dinner and then put them down to bed. And then I'm working until 2 a.m. And so it's just part of the sacrifice that you make as an entrepreneur sometimes when you really believe in what you're doing. Um, I just, you know, you have a little bit of an obsession <laughs> to get to getting through it. And, um, and so that was the season where I really, I think, prioritized the project. But 
now that it's out and relaunched, uh, we relaunched it in August with the new section. Um, now I'm able to kind of breathe again and then try to make back some of the lost time and you know do more activities. So I think it ebbs and flows. I don't think anyone can really achieve a perfect balance all the time. That's just my opinion. And I, oh, uh, totally. I couldn't agree more. You know, I have two tiny children and we were actually in Thailand when the pandemic hit. And in March, we were in Thailand doing some wow. traveling and photography. And, and it was when teachers needed my help oh. the most. <laughs> I mean, more than ever. I had already built this course, but teachers needed me. I mean, 24-7, I was getting emails and DMs. And I, I can relate to you staying up late. We would put the girls down as early as possible. And I sometimes would stay up until two or three, sometimes all yep. night because of the time zone change. And, you know, I was helping teachers in the U.S. and Canada primarily, and I was halfway across the world in this time zone where, you know, my midnight was when everyone else was getting up and getting their day going and messaging me. So, you know, it's it's so fun to be passionate about something that fuels you enough to give you energy for that. Absolutely. And, you know, and, and I think that same energy can be applied to the growth of a studio. There's some teachers who are building their online studio from scratch. They are just starting or they just shifted online and they envision this large studio that's thriving, that's with 40 plus students, or maybe they want to hire other teachers. Well, I love the word grit because it's going to take some grit. It will not happen overnight. No one's going to hand you students most of the time. <laughs> and it, it comes from a lot of determination and a lot of work. Yeah, you know, I think uh, you touched upon this, but I think part of it is that um, I think when you do also a good job with the students you do have and you put all your energy into making that lesson experience quality. And for me, the app experience, if I can make the app experience quality for the users I do have, it, it automatically does kind of funnel into um, referrals and, and more users and more students. I think the same principle applies in both situations. In those hard moments where you feel a little out of balance or you feel a little down, what are what is what is the fuel? What is it that inspires you to keep working on this app and to keep collaborating and reaching out and spending all these hours on something that you love? What is it that fuels that? You know, I, I think sometimes, uh, you know, we're emotional beings, right? As humans, uh, we have emotions and then we have our mental, uh, we, we have our brain and we have our mental. And sometimes it's easy to kind of, you know, look around to see what's going on. Social media uh, contributes to some of this. And it's easy to get into this mindset that, you know, everybody else is succeeding and I'm not. But I think sometimes that plays into our emotions. And I've had to kind of be intentional about disconnecting emotionally how I feel from the reality of where, where I'm at. And so I think it's important to also celebrate small victories. And so if it means remembering um, up moments in your, in your timeline, in your progress, and just remembering and having gratitude for those moments, it kind of helps fuel, you know, um, more energy and more strength when you feel discouraged. And also the, the other thing that I would say has been instrumental for me is developing a network and a community of people uh, that support you and who um, will give you feedback and be encouraging because, you know, once again, when you're a solo entrepreneur, you are on an island in a way so that you have to be really intentional about getting that community of people 
who you can trust and who will give you um, that kind of encouragement that you need along the way. I think it's really crucial. Can you tell us how teachers can, first of all, get the app because they may not know Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how they can reach out to you online or how can they find you online? to learn more about all that you're doing. So I have a website. um, It's at notequest.net. And so when you go on the website, you'll get a little bird that pops up saying, join my email list. So I think that's probably the best way. I haven't been that great about regularly sending out newsletters, but I'm getting better. Um, But that's where I'm popping out updates on what's new and what's happening. And also through that, we talked about feedback quite a bit today. Through that community is uh, how I've gotten so much feedback from my teachers. Um, I sent out a survey recently about what are your biggest pain points with sight reading, and uh, you know I'm happy to say that a lot of those pain points have been kind of captured in a in a guest blog post that's coming out through um, our new friend Tonara. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. And so if you guys are uh, Tonara teachers, then you know go ahead and uh, look out for that. It's coming soon. And for for your app, do they just go into their they go into their iOS oh, device yes, app store and just type in yeah. NotQuest? So right? um, <laughs> yes, yeah. so the app is an Apple app on the App Store. So go to you can actually uh, the best the easiest way to to do it is just to do a, a search on NotQuest in the App Store, or just go through my website and there's a download here button. And so I think that would be the easiest uh, for people to find it. Um, the other new thing that we've done is uh, come out with the NoteFit flashcards, and that's also available um, on the website. When you look at the new shop, you'll see uh, the flashcards there, and they begin with directional reading. So even your beginners can be using NoteFit um, with, you know, for note directional reading, and then it goes all the way up to uh, early advanced selections. Perfect. Well, I cannot wait to continue watching all that you do as your app grows in it, not only in popularity, but just as you add to it and as you continue to develop it as you want it. So thank you so much for taking time with us today. It was so fun. Thank you so much, Carly, for having me. It was really an honor to be on your podcast. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast, the 10X level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.